welcome to Lady Bits. My name's Marissa. I'm Julie. I'm Bailey. And we are here to talk about sex, health, and everything else. So um, we just wanted to kind of introduce ourselves and kind of get it going to talk about um, every, pretty much everything mm-hmm. on this podcast. Um, my name's Marissa. I am a sophomore public health major here at Georgia College. Um, I wanted to start this because um, my future career goal is to be a sex health educator for adolescents and college-age students. Um, I think that I've always kind of wanted to help women learn more about their bodies and like what they should and should not be doing, I guess, during a sexual encounter. So this will be a really interesting experience to be able to learn more for myself as well as to help others and to educate others on um, everything that goes on in that arena. So, yeah. This podcast because I just really wanted to get the conversation going just about sex. I just feel like it's very stigmatized. It's not talked about enough. And when it is talked about, it's usually wrong. And it, it's, I just feel like we need to educate people on like how to do it safely because people do it and it's a thing it's a natural human behavior and it's okay and so why not talk about it why not educate people about it so yeah it's gonna be fun uh, my name's Julie I am also a public health major at Georgia College and I'm a senior um, I am very interested in women's health and sexual health and encouraging women to take control of their own bodies and body autonomy Um, and I just want women to feel empowered and confident in their bodies and be able to do whatever makes them comfortable and be able to talk about it without um, a fear of judgment and I also really want to um, in the future work for either Planned Parenthood or the Guttmacher Institute or something along those lines um, and really advocate for women to do whatever they want with their bodies and yes yeah there you go yeah okay so I think that I hopefully speak for everyone (laughs) when I say that um we really wanted to start this podcast because of the deficit in sexual education in our country and specifically in our state um we live kind of in the south and the Bible Belt, as it is Mm -hmm. called, and um, we have um, an absence-only education law in Georgia, so they don't teach about anything. They also don't teach about, um, like, homosexual sex education or sexual health or anything like that, so um, we're going to cover that a little bit here, but... um, podcast is mostly for people who identify as women or people who have um, a vagina. So that is kind of what we're looking to do. And yeah, so um, kind of get the conversation going mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember there was a time during high school and my mom told me that she never talks about sex with her friends. And like would never, will never kind of thing. And then that's like something you should only do with your partner. And I think that that's really an interesting view that I think a lot of our parents and older generations do have, but I have never um, really 
done that. I have always talked about that with my friends and kind of like had discussions on it. And like, I think that that can be healthy in a way. And like, you understand things from different points of view and you can like, understand like this. I've never had that happen to me. Like, what's going on? Yeah, exactly. So what are y'all's kind of opinions on that, I guess? So, um, because like, Especially where we live, most schools do teach abstinence only. They just say, like, the only way to avoid pregnancy, STDs, is just to not have it. And they teach that thinking that everyone's going to follow it. But, like, we know, like, we're all human beings. That doesn't happen that way. And because they are teaching abstinence only, they're not teaching. They're not saying, like, okay, well, if you do have sex, this is what you need to do to avoid getting pregnant, to avoid getting STDs. And so the rates of, like, teen pregnancy and STDs are super high, and but people don't talk about it. Like, people are too scared because they think they did something wrong. And so I think that's what we're trying to, like, get rid of is just saying that, like, that's not right, and we just need to, like, teach everyone, and, like, we need to start talking about it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think that it's good that – now like in our culture it's becoming much more normal to like talk about sex and talk about bodies and everything like that because like growing up like I grew up in a pretty is it is the microphone plugged in oh my god (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh. wait it's recording through my computer though I think oh is it okay this time okay (laughs) anyway personally grew up in like a very conservative household and like I was the only girl in my house like I grew up just living with my dad and my brother for the most part so I really didn't have even like that female influence like I had no idea what to do like when my period started and stuff like that and I really feel like I had no one to like talk about these things with so even now with this podcast hopefully people maybe could listen and it could help them out too and open the conversation up even more maybe i feel like i'm kind of mm-hmm. stepping over what we've already said but no, um my i grew up in a conservative household too where you know my mom very much taught like oh you know you're only supposed to have sex when you get married stuff like that sex was never talked about like me and my mom never had the birds and the bees talk as my friends told me and it's like it was, I'm like, I had very bad misconceptions of sex when I was younger. Like, I just didn't understand what it was until, like, probably when I was way too old. And pretty recently, I was talking to my mom about how, like, I was tired of taking hormonal pills. And I was thinking about um, doing a copper IUD. And I was just, like, talking to her about it. Because now that I'm in college, now that I've taken all these classes, I'm a lot more comfortable about it. And I'll just, like, start talking to my mom about it, and she just, she'll freak out. Like, during this conversation, she freaked out. She was, like, because I was saying how I was tired of taking hormonal pills, and the reason I was on them in the first place is to have lighter periods and, like, clear up my skin, you know, all the reasons that weren't to avoid getting pregnant, just so I could tell my mom I needed birth control pills, <laughs> you know, like we all do. And my mom, and I was, t- I was telling her I was tired of t- doing the hormones, and she was, like, well, you shouldn't be having sex anyway. So, like, why do you want, like, why does the hormones matter and stuff like that? She was like, you just should, you should just not have sex. And I was like, okay, mom. Yeah, I was that's like, I'm not, not yeah. the way to go. It's not, like, we're old. We're yeah. all in college. Yeah. Like, like, I feel like, I feel like old. parents, especially, yeah. like, at this age should kind of just, even if it, if it comes up, like, yeah. I think they should accept just, it. Uh, yeah, understand. I remember, so I went to get my birth control prescription I saw the gynecologist for the first time 
um, a week before I moved into college. Mm -hmm. So during that time, I kind of hid it from my mom because my dad was taking me. Well, I live with my aunt. She's like, I call her my mom, so. Mm -hmm. But anyways, so my dad was taking me there. And um, I kind of told my dad it was because I got a lot of yeast infections. Like, and I did, that's true. Mm -hmm. But I was also going to get my birth control prescription because um, my boyfriend and I at the time, I decided we wanted to have sex. So, um, yeah. Uh, it was over a year after we started dating, so I felt like I was ready for that. And my aunt asked me, like, I said, oh, I'm going to a doctor's appointment tomorrow. She said, oh, what kind of doctor's appointment? And I didn't want to lie. So I said, the gynecologist. And she was like, well, I'm just really hurt that you didn't tell me and that all this stuff, and I just don't know if you're ready. And so, like, I went the next day, and she was fully giving me the silent treatment. Oh like, just really um, being kind of passive aggressive in a lot of ways like she took me to she took me to work without even talking to me like all that stuff and then I um when I came home or my dad picked me up from work I went to the doctor I texted her and I said hey like I really don't like us being like mad at each other I'm leaving in less than a week like please don't be like this and she was like you always do this you always text me when something goes wrong like don't actions speak louder than words blah 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 you hid this from me and I didn't really understand like to me it was like this is my body this is mm-hmm. my it's decision yeah it's very personal like I don't feel like I needed to like justify myself to her yeah definitely. and I know that in the past when we had talked about it she had been very um and I love her dearly but this to- topic had been very hard for us to deal with together mm-hmm. And I remember her saying, like, oh, well, I didn't have sex with my first love kind of thing. And, like, that kind of stuff where I was like, I'm not you. That's not fair. Everyone is different. Like, everyone should be able to make their own decisions based on their own experience. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so when I did get home, I recorded our conversation so I could send it to my boyfriend. (laughs) Oh, whoa. And um, (laughs) she, like, basically lectured me, and I kind of brought up all the things. And she was like, well, I'm not talking about that. When I talk about it, I'm just trying to, like, bring up my situation or whatever and so it was kind of a non-starter because I got my prescription like I was gonna get it filled here like it's not that Mm -hmm. big of a deal um and I just didn't understand why so I think it's kind of hard for a parent to say that because I think that a lot of times you don't really know when Mm -hmm. your child your child's Mm -hmm. an adult at that point I was 18 yeah like and I think that it was like really hard for us to deal with together because mm-hmm. she felt so differently than I did. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like she wanted me to wait until marriage. She just yeah. said that her role is like, you should wait or you shouldn't have sex with anyone that you wouldn't want to have a child with, which I mean, fair. Yeah. fair. That is a fair point. Yeah. But also, but also at the same time, like that's kind of a, it's slightly antiquated. Like, that's what you're taking birth control for. Exactly. Yeah, that's more fair to say than don't do it at all, because like that makes sense, and there's ways to prevent that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's you just gotta be smart about it. Yeah. And like being ready for sex, like I feel like that's not that's not very fair because like in the heat of the moment when you're young and like you make these decisions, like ready or not, it's gonna it it probably it might happen. You know. Mm-hmm. So it's like being ready for sex I mean yeah you can there are people that are probably too young so they don't know but like the thing is is it happens and people do have sex before they're ready for it so that's why like it's so important to talk about it yeah, yeah. 
I think it's important to talk about it, and I think it's important to teach about it. I think a yeah. lot of parents are scared to talk to their kid about it. They think it's going to be awkward. Yeah. I remember um, in my – I'm in a class for – that's kind of based around um, the AIDS pandemic, and we watched a, a documentary called Let's Talk About Sex, and one of the parents t- said, I would rather have ten, like 10 or 20 minutes of awkwardness mm-hmm. than like – a lifetime of you making a horrible decision that affects you so horribly mm-hmm. yeah. or something like that and it was very eye-opening to me because so many people are worried about the awkwardness but if you're worried about the awkwardness your child could make a decision that alters their life yeah. in that realm it's so. more important to just like get it out of the way and like clear the air and like mm-hmm. for parents to accept that their children will eventually be like sexual beings like yeah. we are humans and yeah. It happens. Even if it's just giving them a book. I remember mm-hmm. one time I found a, a book about like vaginas in my grandmother's bookcase or whatever, and I like, literally went and put it in the room to like read it because like <laughs> I would be mortified. She would have called me and would be mortified. But it's just kind of like I don't know, it's something private. You don't. It's not awkward, but like they're still learning about it, so just yeah. like giving your kid a book or something. Yeah, especially even like with your grandma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think my grandma, grandma would literally, would my yeah, my grandma <laughs> would kill me. She would have killed me. Yeah, sure, but I think yeah. my grandma thinks I'm waiting until marriage. So yeah, my <laughs> grandma. <laughs> Poor lady. Yeah. I, did y'all have the care and keeping of you book? No, from America. My, my friend saw it, or my friend had it, so I would like go to her house and we would like read it together. Yeah, <laughs> it's mostly on like periods and like boobs and like mm-hmm. eating disorders and stuff. But I remember that was kind of my first introduction to like books about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I got a book that literally was about sex and like had like pictures of like met like cartoon drawings yeah. of like naked guys and naked uh, girls yeah. and like all this stuff and so that I remember staying up late at night and having my flashlight in bed and like reading it mm-hmm. and like I think it was a hand-me-down book that my mom didn't realize like had that stuff in it mm-hmm. and so I got it and I was like oh my god so I remember just being like really really interested in it but I didn't want to talk to my my mom about it mm-hmm. and like when I first learned about sex I was playing Barbies with my um, <laughs> my stepsister in second grade so I was really young when I learned about it and I remember being like disgusted and like being like what do you mean you don't pray for a baby like that kind of stuff oh, so yeah. it's just like learning about that kind of thing so young made me really interested much mm-hmm. younger than I feel like most people are mm-hmm. and so that was a really um formative time in my life when I got the care and keeping of you and <laughs> the book that I can't remember the name of that had the drawings of uncircumcised and uncircumcised penises. I feel like my friend had that book too and her mom showed it to us. Yeah. Like, which was great. Yeah, but. my mom or my um, best friends, they their mom had this book that talked about sex in a very interesting way. Like it wasn't very detailed, but it was definitely like oh, like, the mommy and daddy have to get under the covers to make a baby or something Mm -hmm, like that. And I just remember that being, like, very, like, this is a children's book about sex. That's really interesting. Yeah. For the longest time, I thought that sex was rolling around naked with a person kissing. Like, I don't know. I just (laughs) didn't understand what it was. And I was like, why? Like, why would you do that? Yeah. And I just didn't understand. And I think I, I thought that for, like, way too long. Like, probably since I was in, like, middle school, honestly. Until someone was like, mm, 
yeah. someone else do. Yeah, I feel like I knew nothing too, and like I didn't even think that there was another option other than like abstinence because that's all mm-hmm. we were ever taught. Like mm-hmm. in yeah. my health class, it was taught by the softball male coach. Oh, oh. yeah, and it was um, it was combined girl, girls and boys, and sex was not mentioned. We literally learned how to like. We learned like finances, and I don't even remember what we learned, but it was we did not learn about sex at all. And it's like that's wrong. Like they didn't even tell us abstinence, like nothing. It was yeah. not touched on at all. Yeah, it's like they just want to like gloss over it and hope yeah. that like I don't know. He was so awkward. Hope that people don't get pregnant or something. Yeah. yeah, I had a female health teacher. I remember I took health in the seventh grade. It was a unit in a semester long thing of. Um, learning about drugs, mm-hmm. alcohol, sex, and CPR. CPR. And <laughs> so I remember um, we all signed absence pledges. Um, we did the thing where you, like, put tape on your arm. Oh, what? And pull it off, and then you have to put tape on the next person's arm and pull it off, and that's what you are if you have what? sex with multiple people. Yeah. Uh, I've oh, never heard of that. Either. So it's like you're, you get dirty. When you have sex with a lot of people, mm. and you don't stick oh as gosh. you don't stick as well to the next person. What a, what a sweet that way to tell. Yeah, oh it's very crazy. like it was very like I feel like it made us so scared. Yeah. That's and like I think, it's like shaming you. Yeah, like, before you even before you even do that. Yeah. you're in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Like at that point, I'm gonna say eighty to ninety percent of the kids have not had a sexual encounter Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so like you're really making it's a scare tactic which I think is so horrible because literally I think I saw this quote one time like sex is the one thing that 99% of people do but Mm -hmm. no one wants to talk about yeah yeah which is crazy and I just remember that and then like abstinence pledges and just seeing the pictures of STDs and just being like horrified. And it's the worst of the worst. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's like and it also stigmatizes like those who do have STDs. Yeah, yeah. And you're like or STIs. Sorry, I guess I should refer to it as STI. Um, but I was being conditioned, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think that that's such a horrible way to think about it because especially like the shame and the the guilt and the dirtiness associated mm-hmm. with it because like what are you gonna do when you're married like that doesn't go away yeah mm-hmm. and like I know there's lots of stories of people who have like grown up very religious or have always thought like associated sex with shame mm-hmm. and they they can't get away from that even in in their marriage which yeah. is really really I think such a it's horrible and really sad mm-hmm. yeah like shame and scare tactics are never the right way to go and a lot of the time with teenagers if you tell them not to do something like what are they going to do they're going to go out and do exactly what you tell them not to do and they're not going to be safe about it i think the ridiculous thing about abstinence only education is that it's like teaching that condoms are the only birth control Mm -hmm. that's the only birth control you can use it's the only good one right that seems so foreign so ridiculous but we do the same thing with abstinence yeah and also i think um i have seen some studies that talked about how people um like teenagers in europe and teenagers in the united states start having sex around the same time mm-hmm. but they start so much earlier with their education mm-hmm. that they're ready for it yeah. yeah and we don't so some people don't even get sexual sex health education or any kind of sexual education until high school 
mm-hmm. which is a lot of times after yeah. people already had sex. Like it's too late. Yeah. yeah. I was a junior when I took anatomy, mm-hmm. and when we went over the reproductive system, that's when I learned about, like, I had never heard of an IUD. I didn't know what that was. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, that's when I heard all about a lot of things, and anatomy was not a required class. Yeah. That was a an elective, like, science that I took on my own. And that's only one section of that, too. Exactly. Yeah. So it was just very, like, those are things that people, no one else would have known about mm-hmm. except for the people in that class. Yeah. I saw a video one time, and it was comparing, like, stigma about sex in different countries. And they were saying, like, they're interviewing teenagers in America, and they were saying, what would you think if, if you knew a girl who was carrying a condom in her purse? Like, what would you think of her? And most of them were like, oh, I think she was a slut and, like, slept around and stuff. And it's like, I would judge her probably with your friends, stuff like that. And then they went over to another, I think, country the in Netherlands. Netherlands. Yeah. The Netherlands, yeah. I've seen that video. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what, they asked the teenagers, they were like, do you all carry condoms in your purses? And they were like, oh, yeah, like, everyone does. And they were saying, they said, what would you think of someone who is carrying a condom in their purse? They say, I think they were a very smart person. They said they would judge people if they weren't because it means they weren't ready. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really interesting. Yeah, I think the the difference in um, countries and the different sexual education is really interesting. My um, best friend was telling me about she's in gender and society right now, mm-hmm. and so she um, read some studies about the Netherlands and um, Europe and what they say there. And um, in Europe, they say, a lot of the teenagers when they're asked like, "What's the right time to have sex?" It's like when you're ready and when you're in a committed, like, loving relationship. Whereas, like, I feel like that's not really the norm for a lot of people mm-hmm. in America where yeah. they're like, oh, you just, like, when you're married. It's either, it's one, it's extremes, right? It's yeah. when you're married mm-hmm. or, like, you're, like, hooking up with someone. Yeah. Right? And so I think that, like, obviously it's okay to have sex outside of a committed relationship. But, mm-hmm. like, when you're thinking about it as a young teen I feel like that's the way to kind of teach it so that people have healthier sex practices. Right. So, yeah. But it's just really interesting the way that education has been so skewed, especially in the United States. It's Puritan roots. (laughs) (laughs) They run deep. Yeah. (laughs) They run deep. So I think uh, that might be, Mm -hmm. that might be it for this episode, but Thank you for listening. It's just so weird to say, but thank y'all for listening. And um, tune in next week. We're going to do a Sex 101 podcast, kind of everything you need to know about what to do and um, kind of how to do it as far as the health side. And then we might also dive into the pleasure side. So tune in next week. Thanks, y'all.